Hello, my name is Mikhail, and I welcome you into this fourth week of the season of Easter. This week in the way of Jesus, we are practicing celebration. Before we jump into this week's scripture and practice, let's just take a minute to reflect on our practice of saying thank you from last week. So who did you think of as a leader who told you what you needed, even when it wasn't what you wanted? And what was it like for you to thank her or him? Did you learn anything about yourself or about God in the process? And just in case you thought of someone but haven't yet written the note or made the phone call, I encourage you to do it now. Really, you can come back to the rest of this podcast later. I am confident that that will be a very good and fruitful use of this time. Well, the scripture reading for us in the fourth Sunday of Easter came from Acts chapter 4. If you haven't yet heard Pastor Chris's sermon on this, you can find a link to watch it on YouTube in our show notes. But even if you already have heard the sermon, I invite you to read all of Acts chapters 3 and 4 this week. It's really an incredible story and more than we have time to read together here. The story is from the early days of the church in Jerusalem and follows a miraculous healing of a man who had been crippled for decades. The Jewish leaders who had previously orchestrated Jesus' execution didn't like the disciples continuing to preach and heal in Jesus' name. I'll pick up the story for us in chapter 4 and read verses 7 through 9 and then 16 through 21, and I'll read for us from the New Living Translation. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. And now verse 16. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, We must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called back the apostles and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you 
rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. The council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. Remember that in the season of Easter, we are learning how to live in this new way of life marked by resurrection. And here's one of the first things we notice. Resurrection people can't stop, won't stop. There is no holding down or shutting up the good news of freedom. The continued abuse of power by religious authorities is evident in this story, and it is to be lamented. But it's not the focal point here. Instead, we see people who refuse to let those people in power control them or squash the movement. There is a beautifully subversive power in the hope and freedom of the resurrection. And yet, I confess, this is not always my response when I encounter adversity personally or when I witness it happening around me. And so this is why I am grateful for the ancient discipline of celebration in the church. In his book, Celebration of the Disciplines, Dallas Willard explains the practice of celebration this way. He says, it is the completion of worship, for it dwells on the greatness of God as shown in his goodness to us. We engage in celebration when we enjoy ourselves, our life, our world, in conjunction with our faith and confidence in God's greatness, beauty, and goodness. So this week, we are joining in this practice of celebration as we notice and respond to the goodness of God at work in and around us. And honestly, I think that the Maverick City song, Jubilee, that we've been using for all of Easter season offers us a pretty good tutorial on how to do this. They sing, listen for the man singing of his deliverance and for the woman shouting that she's been healed. Watch for how seasons are changing and look for ruins being rebuilt. Wherever there is good news for the captive, wherever there is liberty for the broken and an invitation to be made whole, this is cause for celebration. For the broken, an invitation.
love how Willard describes what this kind of celebration does in us. He says, holy delight and joy is the greatest antidote to despair and is a wellspring of genuine gratitude, the kind that starts at our toes and blasts off from our loins and diaphragm and through the top of our head, flinging our arms and our eyes and our voice upward toward our good God. I admit, sometimes I am embarrassed or I feel guilty about celebrating like this, especially when I am reminded of the continuing presence of oppression, evil, sickness, and hardship. It feels kind of hedonistic or even selfish. But Willard reminds us that the church has celebrated this practice for so long because he says we dishonor God as much by fearing and avoiding pleasure as we do by dependence upon or living in it. And he says without heartfelt celebration of God's goodness to us even in the midst of suffering and terror. We can never build or maintain a healthy faith. So maybe it's like the old adage says, all work and no play make for a dull kid. So while there are still abusive power structures in the world today, and yes, while there is a global pandemic going on, and while there will be bad news in the news, Every day this week, we are practicing our way into resurrection life by making celebration a priority. Make it a point to find something to celebrate each day this week. And really, I think once you start looking for it, it won't be hard to find. You may even want to set aside a particular time to do a celebration event or a feast with your friends or family. Thank you, as always, for joining me in this journey. I pray you will know and abound in joy as you live the way of Jesus this week. And I offer you these words of blessing from poet Mary Oliver as a way to begin our practice of celebration. She says, Pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. Listen up, the season's changing, he's rebuilding everything. Listen for the people shouting, this is joy.